Previously on the Nice Brush Podcast. That was mean of me, wasn't it? It was very short shrift. Oh, Dick became a Martian freak <laughs> because he listened to my lyrics. They saw the milk. I group here from your website, www.boeart.com. Welcome back. Are we but, at 13 uh, or 12? We're coming in hot at 12 here. One, two. Now on with the countdown. Thank you, Casey. One. Two. Thank you again. Uh, so Ten, here we two. are. <laughs> 10 2. Is that what was that the I, last I one? I don't know. I don't situation? <laughs> this weird. is 12 to be clear to the listener. Uh, so. Here's one from a little uh, series, trilogy, whatever you want to call it. We'll call it a trilogy because that's literally what it's called. Uh, Berlin Trilogy, folks. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Wow. You're going to do it outside of the top ten. Outside of the top five. There's, there's three of them, first of all. Well, <laughs> I know what yeah, you're let, talking let's about. Let's hear which one it is. Do you know which I one it is? I know which one. Yes, I, don't. I do. We're talking about Lodger, folks. Lodger, yes. Wow. Lodger. Um, Tell me, that's fucked up. I got, I got Lodger. <laughs> they got Lodger somewhere. No, 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 no. Lodger's top five for me. Now, we're going to get to the phone calls here in a little bit, but we have one listener, uh, have fr- a friend of the show, that ha- has a has a hot take. For, for Lodger? There, yeah. I want... now. Should we? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think if you can find that specific one to play right now, yes. I say play voicemails when, when the album they're talking about comes up. Uh, we'll keep talking. I think I can get this going while we're talking. Lodger for so, me is is, is yeah. number five. I wanted to. I thought this Lodger's one was going to be higher too. too. I'll say I was surprised. I was surprised at how low I had it. I why, had it at six. Why did you think? <laughs> so why I did you know what this like one was? You thought it would have. You said Berlin trilogy, and this is often thought of as the least good album in the trilogy. But I so our three. I thought, but I figured that you would maybe have a different hot take on well, it. But this like, is the definitive scientific list. <laughs> okay, you know, well, there's yes, some. Okay. There are some not 12, tight moments though? on it. There are some not tight moments on it, and we got some other shit to get to here. That know, that define st- his career more, bro. This is. I'm still stunned a little Lodger, bit. Lodgers for me is ahead, better okay. than all of the fucking. The this is what we learned. This stuff. is what when you look look we we also think that like. When you drop the whatever the hell, the bowling ball or the penny off the roof, that the other one hits first or whatever. But it turns out that's not true, right? Because like that's what science says. I'm talking you about old, you have old old Bowie albums higher than this. I'm talking about yeah, what, like, what, what, what I thought uh, <laughs> defined his career more. Matt has crossed the line with BDC. <laughs> I love this album. I do love this album. <laughs> me too. 
Great record. This is this is hands down. T- I was at one point. I was like, yeah, when I, I was like you, trying to organize really like them, it. I was like, this this could be like. I don't know if it ever could be one for me, but it does track. Like does it the rapping song? Does, do you like that one? I don't yeah, mind I the rapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, Pat, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know heard the intro to this episode, but I think that's kind of a that's kind of Nathan's vibe. Yes. He was he was inspired. By I will that say I, you got to talk about it. yeah. After I made my list, I looked at it and was like, I'm, I don't know if I have any hot takes. I don't think I do, but I remember thinking that I would have Lodger the lowest, and I have it at six. Really? See, I'm surprised you like this album. I like it, but I don't love it. Six uh, is pretty high. It is pretty high. Also, well, we'll get into it. I'm talking about what defined his career, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Oh boy! Fantastic voyage. Hell of a tune. The Turk, the assassin, Turkish. Thing really fucking good. Red sails, cool. DJ, DJ, good tune. He also has his closest take on a country song in this. I think maybe that's why I made it so high on Enix list. We're gonna listen to a uh, voicemail from front of the show, Vince. Ooh, it's the freak phone. And here's the party freak. I'm gonna ad lib to the phones right now. <laughs> hi, hi, phones. How are you doing? Mr. Phone, tell me something about uh, Edison or Hello. something. Vince Neal. Cool. Hello, this is Vince. Uh, just wanted to give a shout out to my favorite David Bowie record, Lodger. Um, wow. Number one. It was one of the ones he did with Brian Eno, that era. Hey, we all yeah. have favorites. My favorite aspect about that record is uh, two of the songs use the same chord progressions. It's just that one is slower, played slower, rather, um, which is Fantastic Voyage. The one that's played faster is Boys Keep Swinging. Same chords. Both great songs. I didn't know that. I love it. Hope you are well. Thanks, Vince. Big shout out to Vince. Thank you for the voicemail. Um, Thanks. I hope we can get to everybody's voicemail, by the way. Yeah, got a lot of them stacked up. But <laughs> that one, luckily, it applied so specifically to this record that we could make some time for it. It can't. It, one of the main reasons it falls where it does is because there are ones from this from a similar period that hit on a similar way. That yeah, this one just is the third of those. Is yeah, I had to what pick song. What What's songs that? do you not care for in this album? The rapping one, I think, is a little silly. Uh, African Night Flight is the name of it. Yeah, and and just as a whole, like it's it's a great great record. I uh, just think there are some more important just touch, better ones. touchstones in his career. Not ones I like better, just ones that uh, are more true. significant in one way or another. That's insane. Let's get on with the list. <laughs> That's bullshit. Well, let's fucking, I guess. Now on with the countdown. It's like, I, hey, I thought Zuma's, I think Zuma's the best Neil Young record. That's not what we found out. So, hey, what, what can you That's do? That's true. We learned it was ragged glory, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and so the, ne- so the next two, if I could make them the same one, I would. But nope, we got, we're not, we have 11 and 10 here. Well, give us 11 first. What? What? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's called The Next Day. From 2013. Oh, now this is interesting. The oh. next day 
this uh, in 2014 won Best Pop Rock Album at the Hungarian Music Awards. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> how many albums? I, I, I found mean, that interesting. How many awards has he, has he won? <laughs> a lot. Nominated for a, an so unbelievable. Now, do you want to talk about like comeback records or whatever we were saying earlier? This certainly is one. It had been a long time since he had made one. The title track rips. It kind of st- it comes in hot. There's a lot of kind of like self-referential things about it, old themes and references, and even sounds. I want to say like there's even a lick or a, well, the cover a is drum a beat. Well, well, I, right. well that's the <laughs> yeah, that one's a main one. But uh, I want to say even like a drum beat or a lick or something is from an iconic song. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's there's just something that feels kind of like I'm back. I'm old, but like I'm gonna make a solid record and it's not trying too hard but it's still kind of is sick in its own way well yeah he did that thing unlike what he had done to little effect. let's say it's not yeah. it's not an earthling right it's like yeah he's where sticking, that was like yeah he was trying to find new trends on earthling and in this one it was like let's just kind of do the old stuff but like in an old dude way and then like old yeah dude the, the first of, track is a uh a fucking ripper like i would put that among any of his rock songs did y'all first track is very there's also a documentary so there's a documentary on like the first 10 years and the last five years like they're two separate documentaries but i think because of the fact of how much he's done like it's just too daunting to have any kind of depth and an overall career arching documentary so they're pretty they're both really good but one of them takes place um, in the last five years, and it covers this album pretty, ex- pretty extensively, and it's really cool the way that he did it with the musicians. Like they all were like super secretive; they couldn't talk about anything. They were all like New York jazz dudes. I don't know. It made me like the record more than Matt. I don't know if you were even aware of that documentary or anything like that, or if you of how much of that stuff you had seen. But it, it kind of made me uh, enjoy it more. I guess I, th- afterwards. those are the things I've read a little bit about on. I haven't looked at any sort of like any site or person's like specific ranking number wise, but I would look for once I had pretty much a locked in order, I would kind of see what like the critic uh, reception mm. was at that time. And like little tidbits about it. That's all I really like. Yeah. Looked I, into. I know what you're talking about, but I think I might have mixed that up on my mind into thinking that those jazz musicians played on a lot of the same now on with a countdown 10 well bdc here we go so this for me if i were this was a personal list this would be a little higher up i thought this was a little overrated i thought if maybe it wasn't his very last one before he died i don't think it would be quite as acclaimed as it is in my personal opinion uh, there are some moments. You wouldn't think... even like it if he wasn't fucking dead. That's what Matt said. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I can't believe you. But it's Black Star, obviously. This is David Bowie. This is the guy who won the <laughs> iPopper Award <laughs> at the iHeartRadio of Much Music Video Awards. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. Like you're just you, gonna you're gonna just slag him off like that. This is the yeah. eye popper. The day that he died, what was your first reaction? Good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> brutal! <laughs> oh shit, something happened. But yeah, it's it's I, I, as far as um, back to the term defining and definitive. 
I understand. Like it, there, it sounds cool. There's some cool production thing. Like it's, it's a f- neat way for a guy who's always trying to be, a, tried to be at the forefront of, of, uh, of shit like that, and try to change his sound and make modern sounding music. I think it does hold up. I think it sounds like a modern record. Uh, so in those ways, I think it is significant, and I think some of the lyrical themes are significant because he obviously died right after it. Like the have the I'm looking down on you or whatever the the heaven Much song to your is. Pleasure. Uh <laughs> it's an imp- I think it's an important record. I just don't I personally didn't like it as much as some, some people seemed to when it came out. Yeah, I had this way down on my list I, personally. Also, I I was listening back to some stuff about this record when it was coming out and it's funny how much is I was like and then I was researching more because so much of the stuff when it was coming out was like, oh, we're going to be unpacking things for years to come and all this stuff like that. And it looks like not that many people did much unpacking because <laughs> it's, it's like all of these cl- like clues and stuff have never really been deciphered in a real way since the since it came out. So is this is this the album that he first started working with? Uh, Tony Tony, how do you say Visconti? it? Visconti. 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 <laughs> That's how Nathan says it. Visconti. Visconti. Or was that on Next Day? No, uh, next Day was the first time that he had worked with him in He reunited forever, with him, right? Say. No, 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 no. He had oh, he right. had worked on Heathens even. Or that or yeah. Really? He they they took a long break. They and, had beef. And reality. He's done he's done a, a bunch of shit with. Oh, they never separated they had beef? I don't know if I don't know beef. if I think it was just that Visconti didn't like records. that he had uh went to Visconti work with Nile Rogers. As far as to my understanding, what? Visconti didn't care for the fact like he he went. He wanted to make a like, the dance album. Dan, yeah, we'll get to it. No spoilers. But, but there there was a long time Everybody where he knows it exists. <laughs> there was a long time where him and Visconti didn't work together, and I think yeah. it was Visconti's choice. He was kind of like, "Fuck this dude for a minute." Visconti, the, the one guy Shmishan- who's like, "Hey, David, no Shmishanti thanks." Visconti was like, "Yeah, Visconti for the fucking world." <laughs> Wisconsin's like I don't like this direction. Man. So yeah, like I, I said, if I could put the, the next ne- thing you know, Earthling came out. If I could have put the Kalama. next day and Black Star together, just for like later era, but both important. They both have strong moments. I would have, but here they are. Uh, t- uh, Eleven. You and thought, 10. you thought you thought well, not what you think. It's not about what you think. But Black Star is better. I think it's then more significant. Okay. I will listen to. I will personally listen to the next day more. Right, same here. Uh, Black Star is a special sounding, unique record, and therefore is ranked higher definitively. Uh, Girl loves me. I think is a jam. The title track is good too. There's also there's one there's one or two that I don't that I don't like at all. Um, but so it's one of those. I sort of I get what the big deal was, sort of, but I I thought it was personally a little overrated. But that's not necessarily what defines someone's career. It's neither here nor there. <clears throat> we're in the nitty gritty here. What are we on now? Nine. Uh, we're talking about 1973. Oof. <laughs> uh, Aladdin Sane. Lad insane, I knew you were going to say that. Wow. <laughs> I knew I was going to say that. <laughs> yes. I'm stunned. 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 That is number nine? Yep. I'm you, stunned that you have this above fucking Lodger. 
Not you. I don't like this record. <laughs> yeah, this record. <laughs> this was the highest. It's not that great. I was shocked at how little I enjoyed this record. Yeah, it's cock rock. There's a lot of. This was the highest riser. This is the one that I had the lowest on my first listen and then went the highest and ended up in my top five. Interesting. Uh, Edit out the cock rock. To whoever. <laughs> To whoever, I don't really, but like, I just, this is, uh, I guess, you know, you know that the term, so I think a lot of most people like this era of Bowie, I've realized, or they think they do. do, maybe, they, I think, I know, and I, I, I can't talk about this without spoiling the albums that are coming up, but like, this era or this type of Bowie sound is like the, the definitive, you know, it's mostly what he's known for, and it's yeah, well, yeah, you said it, definitive. Well, see, what's um, interesting, I, I find I found this. The, I'm wondering if my own ranking is biased because this is one that I never particularly cared for that much before. So now it sounds maybe fresher to me comparatively to some other ones because this ended up way higher on my list than it did. Obviously, much less serious, certainly not definitive. And I didn't really listen to things a bunch of times over and over again or anything, but um. If you had asked me ahead of time, I was like, it might be top ten, and instead ended up in my top five. I'm uh, having oh. having to think about it objectively is is tough because whoever whoever said I think Nathan that they were surprised at how little they liked this, I mm. found that a lot here on a personal right. level. I mean, if there we, are if records we doing, that I we thought are, I liked in my mind. I'm like, this is a classic, but I've I have these records like they're ones if that we are doing uh, top top ten uh, David Bowie Halloween costumes. This would be number one. <laughs> for sure imagery yeah now and also part of my shock is not so much with the you that not you that it's definitively lower than i have it it's more so in reference to a different album that's all i don't want to spoil anything I, but well, that, that's, I also, that's more of my shock there are there are some jams on here though like uh, uh I'm, I'm i'm talking about it like it's not number nine well, <laughs> i feel yeah, you on a personal level but i yeah. get why it's important in his in the canon What's also a pro we're in we're in Neil Young territory where like now every album you say someone may have a reaction, and we're like right. look <laughs> we're, we're running out of yeah. spots. Uh, Panic Something. in Detroit I think That's is true, a cool yeah. rock I song. Mean, Cracked Actor is a good song. Driving Saturday has kind of like a doo wop vibe to it. Yeah. If if Lodger wasn't so low, it would like really. Affect also, I, w- I would have put personally. I know this is not my personal list, but Young Americans would have gone. Higher than this. Do we have any? Um, uh, yeah, that's that's same. Yeah, I think yeah. this holds up a little more than young. Some of those sounds on Young Americans does not hold up as well. Like they're kind of cheese. I was just jamming to it. If well, the next record is going to be a similar sounding record, but I think is a little more interesting. Eight. That's it. Uh, I think it rocks while still being a little weird. Also, the cover is a pretty weird. And uh, we're talking about Diamond Dogs from 1974. I think uh, there's some moments on it that sound even like punk in a way. I don't know. I think this is just kind of a weird, cool rock record. That nails even what maybe you don't like about Aladdin Zane. It does a similar sounding thing, but but a little more interesting. Yeah, uh, I like this. Record I think I think Rebel lot, Rebel actually. might be one of the best yeah. rock riffs ever. That's what I was gonna say. Is that Rebel Rebel really 
you take Rebel Rebel off this album and it it really would drop like a fucking rock for me. But like, yes, like I think Same that here. that song being so good, it affects all of the other songs. I think it starts on the off album pretty strong too. and makes. I mean, but like, I think that it's not a bad album, I guess. But at the same time, because Rebel Rebel's so good, you kind of see them all from the Rebel Rebel so lens, and that, it makes them all feel. He was doing a concept record before this. Did you know anything about this? On no. based off uh, George Orwell's 1984, and like it didn't materialize, and he used some of that for this. He's got a song. Yeah. Now I have a question, Nathan. Did this make? Did, is this in your top five? I know you did like a loose top five. Was this in your top five? It's ain't in my top five. It's not, yeah, the way you just reacted I, to it made it seem like it wouldn't be in your top five. I was just curious. I know you said it, but I will say I'm surprised. This is the first time I believe, again, my list is lesser. This is the first time we have the exact same ranking for an album. I also have this eight. Huh. It's nice to have at least one thing be definitive <laughs> about, about myself. Was that eight or so? Yeah, it was eight. You're right. Um. So, yeah, uh, Cool rock record. Um, he's trying out different things. I feel like in this, like I said, there's some even borderline like kind of punk moments. And album uh, cover, it's very awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird and cool, and yeah, it's weird and cool. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's right? no, not weird and bad. And I think that's kind of how yards. some of the songs right. are too. All right, you ready to move on? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number seven, folks. Seven. Uh, you see this one in the used bins a lot. You think it's going to be a one-hit wonder record, but if you listen to it, this is a monster, great, fun okay. record from the 80s called Less Dance, 1983. Uh, this was one of the more surprising ones for me because my intro was me speaking for uh, first person. Uh, I have never really spent too much time with this album as a whole, just because I know the song so well, Let's Dance. And I assumed that was maybe the only thing notable on it. But uh, upon listening to it, it's like, oh, of course I know Modern Love. Great hit. China Girl, of course I know that one. And then there's like, so many of the rest of the songs are great too. It's all Your that boy, 80s shit from the ones at the very beginning of this list. Yeah. It's him making an 80s record and it sounds so cool in 80s. I don't know. It worked well. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's just a very It's probably more well executed you, record. Also, Nile Rodgers he got into the mix. Your boy Steve Ray Vaughn's up in there too. Yeah, who gives a shit Little about Stevie. that? <laughs> I mean, you just you're ranking the albums. He's on here. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, I, it's when worth when noting. You're, when you're when you got it on your headphones and you're grooving to it, that's Stevie Ray, baby. <laughs> so I thought that this record was going to be in my top five. I will say it dropped a little bit for me after listening to it, but I like this record a lot. I like it less after listening to it compared to the rest of the Bowie records. Um, it, it was just the execution. Here's it's an thing. 80s record done in a very I feel like his version good of China way. Girl is China Girl bad. is not good compared to the Iggy Pop version. Not even close. Not even good. It's so much worse. That. And then also the Cat People song is way worse than his version with Giorgio Moroder that he put out for the Cat People soundtrack. That version that's in the the like old, the like the climax, the climax of the Inglorious Inglorious wanky, Bastards wanky. where they do Cat Pilly Cat People while it's like um, with gasoline, and she's like burning all the uh, Nazis yeah, yeah. and everything. Daddy Yankee. 
I just think that the other version's so much better that it kind of knocks us down. And then also hearing Niles Rogers talk about it, where like he was talking about how basically like they wrote, like he did all the songs, and then Bowie would just like come in and sing on them. Like he was like it was basically a Niles Rogers record, really, that Bowie sang on. And he's like not in like any kind of like a. He's like no district. He's like that was the arrangement from the start. And he's like Bowie has never he, said he that called Nile. He called Nile. He called Nile into for that. He wanted. He was like, I want to yeah, do this exactly. And I, I just, so the reason it falls here is because uh, back to him wanting to always keep up with the times, sometimes not executing it as well, sometimes executing it, executing it really well. Uh, I think this is a very good. 80s record there's some fucking jams on it i think criminal world has like a hot bass line to it it almost sounds like maybe it could be a bill fashion bass line hey now. has like a future islands vibe to it a, a little melodic, bit a little bit like a peter hook vibe is that there's one of them that's like in like a weird <laughs> call it out okay <laughs> there's one of them that's like in, a, a, in a weird joke. in a weird a uh, time yeah. signature too there, there's one or two he, he on here like that I, I will play on. in like dj sets like that was like oh that's like a kind of a one I would have never thought to play. Here's what I'll say. I'm I uh I personally very much disagree with this. This record barely made my top twenty. Um, oh my god, that's I had, crazy. I had this one eighteen. This one's, um, this one's good. Well, you don't like any of the 80, 80s ones. Though, that's dude. not true. But I didn't like a lot of them. I but, don't either. I will that's say, why this one stood which one, out so Which much. one do you do like? <laughs> I, I will say that uh, that uh, Matt Phone's uh, I don't want to say defense, but like sort of like talking about it's it's not necessarily. A, what you like it's it's about like intent and execution and that's how i felt with some of the bill callahan stuff where some of it was not stuff that was up my alley at all but like like rain on lens i think was one where i was like oh this one the intent of this yeah he nailed it uh, he, he um, did what he was going he did for exactly it. what he was going for and so to that end i will yeah. say the one story i heard about it about now rogers and david bowie is that now rogers in the studio and david bowie walked up to him and he had his hands behind his back and he said nile i want the record to sound like this oh i did i saw this too and it was a framed photograph of little, little richard, richard sitting in a corvette <laughs> and that, i hope that story is real. that was his like yeah, it's, ins- it's... his inspo for the album well and that's also he was talking i heard now roger's talking about that and he said that they had been like listening to stuff and hanging out and stuff like that and they had been listening to a bunch of like tv theme songs together like a records of tv theme songs Weird. and he was talking about how the intro of let's dance <laughs> is basically the same chord structure as like the intro of some like Who's the roy boss? rogers like show from like the, it's like ha 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 like that like building thing oh. and he was like yeah I basically took that from a Roy Rogers thing that like Dave David Bowie was like way into Bonanza. yeah something like that and then he also said that oh. with Let's Dance that David Bowie he had worked it all out and he was like we got to start with the chorus because that's like what black records do because you want to catch the ear of the radio people and he was like oh no you got to build to the chorus and all this stuff like that and he said that it was like the only time that they kind of almost got into it and then David Bowie finally was just like he was now Rogers was like no like like I'm telling you, like listen to Freak Out, like you go Freak Out, like it's like that's how you fucking start the song, so the people people will be into it. And he's like, so then finally, like Devo went into it, so that's why they start with like Let's Dance, like it's like the same thing as like the free as he said specifically. Got freak it. Out was like what convinced him to do that. And it's oh, the only song that he starts with the chorus. Apparently, is yeah. what now Rogers. Well, how heard. much is uh, Steve Ray Vaughan on this then? Like the whole thing. So now Rogers so, also said that Steve now Ray Rogers and Steve Ray Vaughan were just like in a. A think tank? No, it was like now Rogers' <laughs> record. So, so, so you got to think like now Rogers is the one producing it, and like now Rogers is coming in and giving everybody like the chord charts. He's the one that's like producing it, and C. Ray Vaughn is the session musician in it. Mm. 
So here's something. Uh, you mentioned the Cat People song, Nathan, with uh, Giorgio Moroder, the Giorgio Moroder version specifically. Did not win nominated for the Golden Globe Award 1983, <laughs> Best Original Song. <laughs> now, you what's interesting, to bring it full circle back to previous episodes of the pod, the one that won that year, Up Where We Belong by Jack Nietzsche. <laughs> good, old ja- good old Jack Nitschke came in, Up Where We Belong, won Nitschke. the Golden Globe that year. Hell yeah. Nitschke? Um, but yeah, no, I, I like this record. Also, I, I feel like all these records, I'm, I'm just, I, I really think it's important to listen to things how they were meant to be listened to when they were made. And this one, I feel like if you're not listening to it on cassette, along with some of the other 80s ones, you don't get the whole vibe. Right. Gonna throw it out there. I know Matt's a big Spotify guy. There's some <laughs> loves Spotify. Uh, does. Part of the Spotify family. There's some uh, <laughs> Spotify family. So hey, we're getting to the nitty gritty here, folks. We got six to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to get to. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> Thanks, mm. Bill. I'm, I'm a little lost on my damn. <laughs> Shout out to Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Bill. <laughs> Man, maybe I shouldn't put the fuck all y'all button right in the middle of everything. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> this one's from 77. Any guesses? You want to uh, get oh, man. one of two? <laughs> well, I mean, you're I, looking I, at his fucking computer screen. <laughs> I think I know which which of those two it is. I have a guess. Uh, I don't. Uh, well, anyway, we're back to that uh, old Berlin trilogy that we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Oh, I know. This one was made apparently In with Berlin, an eyesight right? of the Berlin Wall, folks. Can't imagine what making a record near that would be like, but. Uh, Right, like any other wall. Here's what, it, <laughs> but here's what this one sounds like. Uh, you got instrumentals. You got Fripp. You got Eno. We're talking about heroes. What do you think about the song Heroes? Do you still like it, or has it been played out at this point for you? <clears throat> I think it's uh, an amazing song. I think it's, uh, it's 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 a special song. It's an iconic song. It deserves to, it deserves everything that right. it. Uh, I think that that song might be one of. I think that that might be the number one song of mine. Of Bowie's? Uh, that's hard to say. I was going to say, I thought but you were, were going to say that, that you were, it was burned out for you. And I was going to say that I feel the opposite. I still love it too. And I still I feel, love it. No, I, I was wondering because, because some Paul McCartney songs where it's just like. I, it's a song that I've heard enough that just, I would, that like other songs that I've heard that that much, yeah. even that I have liked before in the past, they kind of wear on me. He, he does have some that I, I am always, tired of. This one is not one of them. Yeah, this was my number four. This was one that stayed fresh This is for top me. five for me too. Was this top five BBC? Uh, this was number six for me. Oh wow, same Ooh, as the Ooh, same baby. Well, see, wow. yeah, so up? there are there are little interludes and weird moments of this record that I think are cool and are notable and show where he's at and what he's trying to do and just kind of like stream of consciousness. He's getting influences from a lot of different right places. But there are records, or at least a record, that I think does those things a little more 
Okay. Better. Well, that's the big. <laughs> you like? I'm surprised you have this as high, Nooch, because you don't. You hate ambience so much. Um, I'm not a fan of ambiance. Uh, has I, a lot of it. It's not I, his favorite genre. Genre. Uh, but part of it is that this one. I, I do. Here's one thing I wonder about. Is how much we did the album for the thirty three and a third book club. Oh yeah, I listened to that record like people a with your spoilers. Times. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody listening to this right now that doesn't know that album existed. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> what is but that? Uh, but specifically, I, okay, I'll, I'll, I should say the, the partner album to this one. Uh, <clears> I listened <throat> to that one like a billion times, and this is the, of the trilogy, the one that I had. I mean, I listened to the least, but. I don't know. This one stayed fresh, fresher to me. Again, my list again, the independent. So, hey, I got a question. Did you like side B of this album? No, I mean, no. I don't want to say didn't that I liked or didn't like, but it the had I listened, I will certainly wonder had I listened to this one as much as I had listened to some of the other albums on the list already, would I then find side B tiresome and not a thing I'm super into, as opposed to it being somewhat fresh of a thing I'm not super into. Does that make sense? That's kind of where it came out with me. <laughs> Only sort of. Yeah, that was, got, got lost a little it's bit. But I think, I think um, along with, you'll, I'm sure you'll talk about this, Matt, but this, uh, the way he arranged this album was like uh, risky, but also, and, and could have worked horribly, but it works great. For sure. It's uh, an artistic like decision. Frip. You got Frip. Oh, oh, a uh, 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 tidbit on this. I always thought so for you gear, you gear nerds on um, on uh, you yeah, gear Nathan nerds of the Nice Press podcast. Talking to you, parking up. <laughs> Nathan got really nice. <laughs> for the song heroes. I always, uh, I always figured that was an Ebo. You know, like I heard the same thing. So I, 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 I always I, thought I, that I, was an Ebo. That that that, that, that long sustained note that goes throughout the whole song. Evidently, uh, your boy Fripp had like tape lines of. Of like different distances away from his amp, and like would would step closer and further away from his amp using feedback to the whole time to get that sound. It was also I had so I had listened Which to pretty cool. uh, some of a few interviews with to- Tony Visconti because he was one of the ones Visconti, who <laughs> Visconti, Nitschke, um, Visconti, who was more most frequently talking about the actual records. Like there was a lot of interviews with other people where they'd be like kind of all over the place a little bit, but if you're talking to Tony Visconti, then it's, you're pretty much talking about how the fucking record was recorded. Right, like, right. And so he's talking about that one, and he says that, he was saying that, like, Fripp thought that he wasn't really nailing it, and they, they did, like, three takes, and that was it. Like, he had flown in, and he maybe didn't have, it was, like, a feedback thing. It wasn't even, it was, like, something where, like, maybe wasn't his amp or something. Like, it was, like, into the board and, like, a small, like, monitor speaker that they were using or some shit like that. And he said that they did three takes and that they were, like, not happy with any of them. And then he was like, I'm just going to try to, like, load all three up and then we can just, like, listen to see which one. And then, uh, so the thing you hear on the record was, like, all three of them layered. And he, oh, he said gotcha. that they basically put, like, all three takes that they were like, ah, fuck, I don't know. And it, like, somehow, like, because he had been doing it like that, it evened out and kind of, like, made them all kind of in tune but kind of out of tune. And it worked together in a way where they were like, oh, fuck. And he was, like, kind he was, of like, saying, like, sound. everybody got, like, chill, chills. Like, it was, like, one of those moments in the studio that's, like, all time for them. Like, all the, these oh, dudes Can you imagine made, like, doing that song and then records. that gets added to it and you're just, like, because it's such, like, a, a glue to that oh, whole man, song. It's so good. such a good part. And, like, the gated vocals that happen in that song. All right, I'm, I'm done. It's, it's, it's dope. 
it, it rules. Um, I will say also the album cover similar to the idiot, another Berlin. I thought you were gonna. Like be, I thought you were about to say uh, a little too similar to the next day. So the album, <laughs> the album ripped off the next day. So this and um, this and the idiot, Iggy Pop's the idiot, was based off of a, a painting by Eric Heckel. I might be hmm. pronouncing that wrong. Eric. H e c k e l. I can't read my own handwriting. I think that's it. Um, rock Criola. That is not how you pronounce that. But it's anyways. Interesting how much shit I get for mispronouncing things. BDC can't even write his own notes. <laughs> yeah, he, he was smart enough to pick something that I didn't know. Like you, you, you're the one who says like you said antidote instead of anecdote. Like that stuff the, I understand. The antidote was dope. <laughs> but like he's saying a word I don't even know what the fuck he's saying, so I can't like <laughs> I, I can't call Eric. him out on Bro, it. Read that. Oh, oh that. I'm seeing it now. Yeah, I mean in his defense, it's like oh, is that one, two, three vowels in a row? Um, yeah, it's not in English either. So, <laughs> thank you. It's um, if if you got, have a little time, look at look look up that painting, Simple boys. Look at looking at the obviously uh, Recorial. Look at the painting. It's um. We all we all know how to use Google here, folks. Cool, yeah. <laughs> Let's press on. Hey, we're in the top five. Top five. Hey, you all want to take a little little break to what? listen to our other voicemails? I was gonna yeah, say, do you want to hear the number five, and then we play? No, I say we take a break and then right. we the top five. Uh, yeah, okay. Then right, the top got, five couple, reveal. Got it. A couple couple voicemails Hit this it. time. Um, do they were are they specific to any albums or just general voicemails? So the one that was speci- that was really specific to an album was Vince. Vince. Got it. It's the freak phone. And here's the party freak. Make a little change here. I think I'm going to take a phone request and see if we've got anybody on the other end of the line. Hello, is there anybody there? Hi. Um, my David Bowie hot take. I know who this is. Is that of all of the on-screen portrayals of Andy Warhol that I've ever seen between Crispin Glover and The Doors, Guy Pearce and Who Shot Andy Warhol, I believe that David Bowie's portrayal of Andy Warhol and Basquiat is the best Andy Warhol portrayal on screen. David Bowie is a very good actor, and I think because he's like the best musician, people forget that he was also a very good actor. He also did a very good job playing Tesla in The Prestige. That's true. And he's cool and twin peaks. All right. Yeah, my man definitely sounded like he just woke up. <laughs> yeah, uh, shout out to whoever called. That was in. a good voicemail, though. Um, it was and, a good and, voicemail, and it's interesting Joseph. because I don't know that we would have talked as much about the acting, but it was something. And in that early move, that documentary, the early years that I was talking about, mm-hmm. he almost thought he was going to be an actor as much as a musician. Like he didn't wasn't sure exactly. Oh, really? What he was going to well, do in some of those early times because he he really loved. Acting. That's part of the reason he moved to L.A. Well, I know that uh, Reality was nominated for a GAFA for Best Foreign DVD. <laughs> oh, boy. So maybe that's got something to do with it. But, uh, okay, we got. let's listen to this next one. I will say he actually did get a... Um, he got nominated for an actual... Uh, the Saturn Awards, he actually won for The Man Who Fell to Earth. Like that, I think that was like a legit that's acting cool. award. So I think that, like to your point of like... I think he won what would be considered a cool award... For best actor. So okay, we're gonna listen. To, we got one more voicemail here. We're gonna listen to, and then we're gonna hopefully we can get the rest of them as we go on. Cool. It's the freak phone. 
Let me take a, one of these request things on the telephone. Hello, is there anybody there? Hi, uh, this is Hugh G. Erection. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things David Bowie ever did was star in a cameo role in David Lynch's Twin Peaks prequel film, Fire Walk With Me, which in the revival series is played by a steaming boiler. I'm not joking. David Bowie will live forever in the Hall of Fame of weirdos named David, along with the likes of Lynch... Burn and swimmer. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> now, on with the Thank countdown. You. I mean, I like that, that Mount Rushmore of Burn, Lynch, Bowie, and Schwimmer. <laughs> no, yeah, shout out to that. The, the, both of those, were, I, I thought it was interesting. Thank that you, both, Mr. Erection. We, we got, that's that, uh, that surprised now, me I know that two people called in about shout his out acting. To, shout out to Hugh. Yeah, I, and I was, <laughs> I was stoked that both of them talked about that because... As y'all could tell, we were already in the almost in the top five, and had not mentioned his acting. Something that again he was like so proud of and like focused on. He was in. Uh, I remember he was in that. Uh, he got the. <laughs> he said so proud of and focused on. Yeah, he, Zoolander. Not my part MTV movie or best cameo <laughs> for Zoolander. Lost to a true actor, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> he did also. Wasn't he in that? Um, what's that? Uh, that Ricky Gervais show that isn't The Office. Extras. Next. He was in that. Uh. Cameo again. Oddly, not nominated for an MTV movie. Who do you think? Who's been in more movies, Snoop Dogg or um, Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg for sure. Snoop Dogg. He's been in more movies named Soul Plane than David Bowie's in movies. (laughs) 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 Dude, like four of those. Fucking remember, remember the fucking vampire Snoop Dogg movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a man. Line. Bones? Bones, no, yeah. No, no. Yeah, it was Bones. Bones, baby. Yeah. I think it was wait, Bones. Wait, wait. Shut up. Hang on. Bones, the TV show that I watched? No, 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 no. There's, there's like a, There's like a, there's like a, where, where he's like a, like a. It was sort of like his answer to Blade. Van- yeah. Shout out to David Boreanaz. But it's kind of campy. It's more, it's closer to like a Dolomite type vibe. Are there, okay, let's listen to this last voicemail, actually. All right. Because I'm, I'm reading, I haven't listened to any of these, but they kind of give you like a loose transcript, so. Um. Here we go. We got one more voicemail, and we're going to hit into the top five. Hey, everybody. Before we get to that last one, uh, we have one from Johnny Paradise that didn't originally make the cut, but he said he would cut off our daggrass supply if we didn't fit it in, so here's Johnny Paradise, and then one more after that. It's the freak phone, and here's the party freak. Let me take one of these request things on the telephone. Hello, is there anybody there? Hey, y'all. It is uh, Johnny Paradise. Hi. <laughs> oh, thank goodness you came in there. Uh, calling in with a hot David Bowie take. Um, my take is that the uh, Feu Georges covers of Bowie songs are the peak, the best. Uh, love his soundtrack for Life Aquatic with Stephen Bizu, and I think those covers uh, are maybe even better than the originals. So do it that way you will. Thanks, guys. Let's take another call. Hey guys, this is Dave. Um, Sphincter. It's not really important. Uh, <laughs> apparently the new thing on the pod is to just change one letter of your guest's last name. So I think I need a new pod name anyway. Mm. Uh, hopefully I'm not too late <laughs> to get in on the Bowie love uh, or hate. Um, I have a subjective top five Bowie songs list to submit. Uh, bottom of the list. I think this song is okay. Ziggy Stardust. Uh, number four will be Moon Age Daydream. Number three, I'm Afraid of Americans. Number two, Rebel Rebel. Yeah, I'm Afraid of Americans, number three. City. Uh, These are his favorite songs. My take is that his catalog yeah. is, um, I don't know, it's just kind of boring. Uh, 
I've owned thousands of records in my years of collecting, and nothing has ever moved me to buy a Bowie album. That is a skull. Uh, he produced a couple take. decent Iggy Pop albums, you know. Um, I really think I blame my lukewarmness to Bowie on the fact that my first exposure to him was like third, fourth grade on MTV. And I'm pretty sure the first song I heard of his was Blue Jean. Uh, and off tonight. Just what an intro. My, my, the worst album. On MTV. So it was just four minutes I had to sit through to get to the next video. <laughs> Uh, shortly after that, he did Dancing in the Streets with Mick Jagger. That, that is god-awful. I think remains one of the most horrific things ever perpetrated <laughs> in the name of rock and roll. And that was it. I never really gave Bowie a chance after that. My college roommates played his records. I didn't really care for them. Um, I don't know. It's, I, it boils down to, like, it lacks some sort of tension in his songs. I don't know. It's... It's odd. I actually like cover versions of Bowie's songs more than his original versions. I like uh, Nirvana's version of Man Who Sold the World. Uh, there's a good mid-90s comp of indie rock bands covering Bowie. I would much rather hear the Magnetic Fields version of Heroes than Bowie's version. Wow. Uh, Wednesday three set. people covering Andy Warhol, Capsize 7 doing Queen Bitch. Anyway, um, you know, even Suffer Death City, my favorite song of Bowie's. There's a lot, you know, any good garage punk band can uh, rev that up a little bit more and give it some more punk attitude. That's my take. Anyway, that was very um, hot. you guys I mean, are getting into some pretty high episode numbers. I'm impressed you've been able to keep track of them uh, in recent months. <laughs> All <laughs> right, Sphincter. <laughs> Coming in with the zingers. Uh, no That's one has ever. On, no one has man, so, this is Bowie. No one talking has, like, about Bowie. So politely. <laughs> Uh, really such a scalding hot take, such as David Bowie music isn't fit to own. Which so, is, I'll say this: I've owned thousands I, of records. I had, he said I, now that now that I'm hearing this, that that little line from that review that I was talking about, where it says now we're now in like a generation of people who have never thought of David Bowie as anything other than complete guy. Like he's almost exactly yeah, that, I was, that, that same. I was thinking that same where, where, like, thing. He's talking about the first yeah. time he saw him was basically his first. Almost donkey like, shit album. Yeah, is one that's like kind of like it's like for sure. There's nothing else. There's no more classics happening. Like right, he's not like, le- like let's dance, but like, I feel like tonight's the one that's like that's true. But you can always like I mean you mature and you go back and if he doesn't if you can't like get past that and listen to the old catalog and not enjoy. I will it, say you know? hearing how highly he rated I'm afraid of Americans. I think he must have been a voter for the iPopper Award at the I Heart Much Music Video Awards that year. Because it won that year. He must have submitted a vote. Well, and I was saying that, like, I think that the version that's on the video, <laughs> the, the, t- the music video version, the Trent Reznor remix, is honestly not bad. It really is better than the album version. So here, one thing, one, I, w- I would be interested sorry. to know which version he's talking about. One bit, I was on the internet website Twitter the other day, and someone said, who's an artist? Who's you like covers of their songs more than the originals? And I saw the sphincter commented any David Bowie song, and I immediately responded, "This better be a voicemail." And he said it already was. So he had already uh-huh. sent in the. <laughs> and I, so I, I will give him a sh- appreciation for leaving a voicemail and a very considered one. Um, and, sh- and shout out to everybody that that leaves voicemail. Sorry we can't get to everybody's John Curley. Yeah. 
Curly he, King. He can't, can't figure out how to leave the voicemail. Oh, right. he tried to drop one. He couldn't do it. He couldn't, yeah, he couldn't figure it out. Times in a row now. But um, but thanks to everybody else, and I didn't listen to any of them ahead of time. I just kind of scanned the transcript that pops up to. We're trying not to do spoilers. Where to, where to listen to it? Yeah. So, um, big shout out to everybody. We really appreciate it. And I, I got to say, I agree with a lot of what what uh, Dave says there. I think that the Iggy Pop record, the, the idiot, is better than I would rank that. An easy number one, I think, if it well, was like included sure. on these. That's not what that we're talking about, though. A part of this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about like Berlin Records, and he mentioned like that reason I say this because he mentions like Bowie produced like right. better records. Well, they recorded like low in that record, like they finished recording they low on one day and started the, like the next day or whatever. Yep. yep. Anyway, let's go on to the countdown. <clears throat> on with the countdown. Now on with the countdown. Not bad. Five. Well, that w- there you have it. Um, we're finally back. What's the, what was actual, the last one we talked about? Do you do you not remember? Uh Heroes. Heroes, that's right. Yeah. And That's right. We we uh we matched on that one six. Yeah. Here's number five, baby. Uh a record I've owned for a long time. Love the title track. Was uh elated to hear the rest of the record ru- <laughs> ruling as hard as it does. <clears throat> Um, because I'd really only paid attention to like a very small portion of it, but I think it does a lot of things very well. And I think it's a very important record and I think it's a very good record and it's from 1980 and it's called Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. This is, uh, this almost, I wanted this to be number one. It got number two. It's good. Whoa, two. I, I thought I had it it's high. It's very good. When it's it was so good. in my top ten, and I was like, man, this is much better than I remember. Um, and yeah. it, it was really high early on, and on like my second listen, ended up moving down a little bit. But my biggest takeaway from this whole process um, was that uh, Up the Hill Backwards is now like one of my favorite David Bowie songs of all time. Hell of a tune. Maybe it, Maybe in my top three songs. Yeah. Like, it went from being a song I like whenever, oh, okay, yeah, that's this one, I like this one. And instead, I like thought it was like, this is the best song in the world. I listened it, to it over and over and again. And it's just like, it's it, it has like some, some catchy elements with experimental, like, yeah, some weirdness. weird stuff. Yeah. Catch, so, uh, literally, BDC, I have catchy, weird, and rockin'. <laughs> and you not, just said two is, of those three things in the same order I had them written in. In my head, this was like, I, I don't know that I'd heard this record before. Before we started doing this, oh wow! I, seriously, and I think that in my head it was with like "Never Let Me Down." Like the album covers have like a similar Same. color scheme. Is like the only reason I could think like tonight, "Never Let Me Down." Let's dance. Yeah, like all like I kind of like lumped what? it in with that. Don't and, agree. And like, but I'm not. I'm, not, I'm talking about. I, and and when I started listening, oh, to it, I think the album cover in this is way better than any of those. Is what I'm saying. It's better. I'm, I'm just saying that like color wise, like they're they're similar vibe. Like if you look at. I actually 100% agree with Nathan that there was moments where I like, not where I thought, I see what but you like, mean. I see like what in you my mean. head, they were like part and parcel. They were like right. of yeah. the same ilk. For, and once I was listening to it, I, I realized that I was totally wrong. And I think that this is going to be one that I probably go back and listen to a lot after this because I was kind of trying to listen to as much as possible before this for obvious reasons. So I didn't get a chance to really listen to this a bunch of times, but... I enjoyed it. It's not my top five, but it could end up in my top five. You, if I number two, huh? you said you wanted it to be number one. You just couldn't do it. I was going to put it at number one, but there's one album that was just like, I just couldn't 
Okay. I feel well, that. I knew the title <laughs> track pretty well over the years just Scary. because of how many fucking Halloween events I'm asked to DJ or at the very least make a playlist for. And that's always on that list of 50 songs or so. And uh, so I knew I liked that I song, just, but I was also kind of like tired of it for that same reason. And uh, you phone it in, put that song on every playlist you, that people are asking. You and then uh, come to find out there's a fucking amazing record uh, that carries its namesake. Uh, there's also a Tom Verlaine cover, which is like a weird. Yeah, thing. from one of his solo albums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is an, a thing that keeps coming up, but <laughs> I really got to check out more of these Tom Verlaine solo records. Cause I, I got two of them, and I think they're both great. I've listened to also, them twice each. You know who's on this one, too? Yeah, boy, Fripp. Ah, Fripp. <laughs> this, yeah. this, could be the, this could be your new journey, Nathan. Man, I, I really am there's stoked some, to go are, back and listen to some more. Some also, amazing Pete Townsend, guitar parts on Pete here. Townsend on this one. Really? It says, that's what I'm looking at, the additional musicians. Also, Ashes to Ashes is an amazing song. It's sort of, he calls back. It's kind of self-referential. Yeah, too. the Major Tom thing. Is, it's He he calls back his, what yeah, most people believe it to be his, him referring to himself and his massive cocaine addiction, which we'll get to later. Uh, <laughs> the line is <laughs> something, something, Major Tom's a junkie, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, great song, great record. There it is. Scary monsters and super creeps. Moving along, folks. Four. Nitty gritty. Oh What's boy, it gonna be these are doozies. Oh boy. <laughs> so, I, I I've lost track somehow. That's fun. That makes it more fun. Yeah. Um, this one is fun. Yeah. This one is iconic. This one is uh, one of the greats. Uh, it's got to go somewhere. It's going here, and I'll tell you why. Hunky Dory. Saying that's an, that's not that's my number one. That's my number one. Yeah, it's packed, jam packed full of hits. Songs. It's jam packed, dog. How do you dog, even how have can this you down? Ignore those hits, dude. You got oh you things. You got queen so, bitch. Here you got motherfucking changes. You're talking about changes <laughs> on there. Iconic songs. Life, life from Mars. Song for David or Quick for Bob Dylan. Here's uh here's how I will like sort of compare it, sort of, and maybe this will make sense. So you know how Harvest just... had to go somewhere on the nil list? Oh. Yeah. This is yeah. that. I, this one. It's this obviously one not, amazing. It doesn't make sense. It's obviously amazing. It's iconic. Then that should be one, right? Well, Harvest wasn't either. I'm saying there are reasons that a record think... could be, could hit on more cylinders than one does just because it has uh, a bunch of good songs on it. There's nothing weird about this record. There, there, not, not that there's, okay, let me rephrase. There's not nothing weird about it, but there are things that other records that are to come explore that this one doesn't necessarily. 
that I think define his career a little more. So I think he does. This is like the best version of of this era of Bowie. I like I like this type of songs that he writes. Uh, Just like the these types of songs, I like even better than like when he um, when he got more glammy. Yeah, well, me too. All that. And obviously not because there's an album that you have that's very glammy. This obviously above this one because you haven't mentioned it yet. No, I said that I like better. He's doing a definitive list. <laughs> okay. I, I will say I I have this 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 was number one. Uh shocked. I don't know. I don't want to say shocked. Uh having three records above this one I'm having a hard time with. I'll say that. I think the three that follow are very different in their own right and they all like kind of do different yeah. things that uh I mean it I guess we are doing the same shit where it's like yeah. you don't have this number one and then it's like, well yeah, I mean he's got it four. Like it's like he's got it fifteen. Like yeah, I guess it's true. But still God. This was also a flop. Excuse me? Like when it came out. Oh. Really? Like that like this one not being successful is another thing that made people think, oh he's just a one hit wonder from Space Oddity. Changes I guess these songs took so long to catch on that changes wasn't they, they weren't they weren't hits when they came out and then also he had already <clears throat> started recording his album that came after this and he the label viewed him as a one hit wonder because of Space Oddity. Wild to me. I don't know. I mean, you got to again like you got to remember that like, within the music world of like record label people and stuff like that he had had many many failures before that so it's not yeah. like anyone it's not not like anyone expected him to be a surefire hit after that one song went big yeah but i would like to i would listen to this album and be like if these aren't hits or something why aren't these hits? i mean, I mean velvet they, underground wasn't a hit like there's like a lot understand of that. yeah that's a, yeah yeah that's different these are like like changes is a hit yeah. it's just it's crazy that it, like we're not arguing the truth th- of it i think the, we're arguing the things the, that uh he'd He's capable of doing. This doesn't encapsulate them all. Does that register at all? This is just like a collection I, of really good, like, not. I'm not discounting them by saying they're only pop songs, but right. they're just. I understand that. I, I hate. They're just this, a bunch of like really good. I don't songs. think when, in my personal opinion, these songs are actually so good that it that it that it it renders that moot. For this, me. Now I'll say this for, is definitely yeah, the me, album when, I've listened to more than any of the other albums in my life. For like, me, so I would I'd say like, I would say that same in thing. A million miles. <laughs> this in encapsulates life. Bowie's like signature sound. I also remember when, I guess he doesn't have a signature, but you could, that's arguable, but I remember like right. being in college and like me and y'all and like William and stuff being like w- us thinking Hunky Dory was the best one was actually kind of a take at the time. Yeah, but it was like we thought that was the take and now to hear that it's been untaken. That's no longer and and that we we weren't right. <laughs> it's the fourth one. Oh, man, that's hard. I hate it's, not being right. There's about always that. some heartbreak when you're finding these definitive lists out. Yeah, like we said, it's Should like Should I remind you, you of Ragged and, Glory, folks? Yeah, you go on PBS, you find out your grandpa was a serial killer. We understand. <laughs> and we're talking uh, slivers of. De- You've been here, ne- Enoch. We're not talking about someone like David Bowie, and so it makes it a little. We're not. We're talking about someone like Bill Callahan. Right. I understand that we're talking to different uh, calibers here, but. I'm trying, but when you're trying to look at every sort of aspect of like, now, when, if when you're you, gonna send a Bowie album into space though to show an alien, well, Hunky Dory, way to steal my uh, segue for the for. So, so wait, real quick. I, oh, nice. What, did he do? <laughs> when did he produce Transformer? Huh? Was that before or after? Well, Hunky what Dory? year did Transformer come out? Transformer. 
Transformer is 72. But I mean, the, the, uh, that, the, speaking of that book club we did, the Lou Reed Transformer book club, that 33 and a third that Ezra Furman wrote. Um, the, Shout the, out to that 33 and a third. It's a great one, actually. I think it's the, favorite, the best one we've read the whole time so far, the first one, which is weird. But anyway. I also read Ezra it in the Ninja for the Burnt Book Club. What's Musician, up? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they are, excuse me. They um, yeah. But they, the, the conceit of the book was David Bowie, that Lou Reed doing Transformer was Lou Reed doing David Bowie doing Lou Reed. That it was like Lou Reed had done Lou Reed, David Bowie loved it, started doing Lou Reed, made it a big deal. So then Lou Reed is doing a take of himself by going with Bowie. Like ha having Bowie help him do a glam rock record was in a weird way him covering himself through Bowie. Well, and then also at the time, David, like Lou Reed had had one record out and bricked. And it bricked. And it was also done by like very. It was go it went the other way. Like it was like musicians that later on were in like yes and stuff like that. Like it was like a very like well produced, like put together record. And uh so I think that to go the other way with Bowie was like Bowie was like, Oh, I know everything that was wrong with that record and I can fix this basically. And Bowie was doing him a favor at that point in his career. Bowie was a hit comparatively, and Lou Reed was not. And but Bowie being on RCA is how Lou Reed got his record deal. Was like through Bowie saying, "I'm gonna co-sign this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna produce this." Right, record. but Bowie also was like very aware of his like he, he paid homage to his. Yeah, that's why he loved him. But like the way that like so wait, it, when was Transformer recorded? Oh, okay, let's let's go. Let's keep moving. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> what's, what's, where are we at? We're at number three, top three, baby. Three. So. Here's one that I think uh, is the most important or the third important, uh, third most important because of its influence of what came after. Um, I think it just went a lot of places and uh, did a lot of things just very, very well. <laughs> I know what this um, is. You got Eno back in the mix. We're, oh, we're back in Berlin. And uh, it's 1977, and it's the album Low. David Bowie Low. This is third best record. You know what? We have this the same. I, I got that right. Too. You had it three also. I have it. I have it three. three. Nathan, what do you where do you have it? You didn't have it's it. Top five. It's in the five, right? Yeah. It's got, got the, it's got some rockers. It's got some five. groovers. It's got uh, so back to the heroes thing. The the sort of ambient interludes or whatever you want to call them. I think these are a little bit more well executed. It makes it seem like a little bit better of a cohesive piece of art rather than just some random track stuck at the end of a side B of a record. That just sound kind of kooky. You're gonna Interesting have a hot to You're gonna have a hot take for a first. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> I got some BDC Wait, calm down. You're looking at that. You're pulling at me. By the way, I think I know what this motherfucker. Is. So real quick, um, and also sound and vision. It's got a hit on it. Like this has a huge every. Hit. This has a lot of things. No, this uh, this album is amazing, and it's like it kind of started. The whole path. The well, yeah, it draws influences from like crowd yes. rock, like weird ex experimental right, shit. Right. Like it's just got a lot of things that uh, not only did it draw influence from, but influenced a lot after. Like he did the, your the post whole, like, rocks, side, your fucking side ambient a, side music. B. Like 
any artist that came after it who like does, like has this album to think. I couldn't really earlier we were talking about I don't know if I was being there was some discussion about my opinions on these records I think but I actually decided I couldn't really with Low and Heroes separate them too much. so I actually had them back to back and I I think I think I had Heroes four and Low five I think I have it right here but I don't know that I actually had them any different ranking but to me I had them as sort of a mono ranking yeah yeah um, that was my just, next day and like four A four B Black Star yeah because it was like they're so similar yeah and I don't know that I ever listened to them. Just one of them now. Huh. I, th- I think the side A I like a lot better of Low than I like of uh, besides the song Heroes, which I think is like his best song ever. But the he he does that a lot. It's like he'll have one fucking really really he does thing yeah. like really important well, jam, but then Nathan the rest. Bro- of he's the- crazy good at songs. Nathan brought this up with Har- with Harvest. Is that out on the weekend? Like you could say that's yeah. the best Neil Young sing- Neil Young song ever. And a lot of people are like, yeah, you're right, dude, for sure. But then, like, where's where's Harvest Strike? Like, I don't know, maybe five. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, how, yeah. how low can we put it? Yeah. If this guy who we all say has makes great songs and it's maybe his greatest song, I, it it is difficult. It's a difficult task. I have two. I, I have two uh, more uh, note cards in my hand. Oh boy. <laughs> now on with the countdown. Two. So, no, no joke, BDC. You said. Uh, about the alien earlier, I was gonna be like, so what makes something definitive? When you, when, if an alien were to come and you were to present them with this piece of thing, like art, to say like this is kind of what encapsulates that person, what better to give them than a record about an alien? Yada yada yada. I was gonna say this whole thing, but you beat me to it. Number two, rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Yeah, but you got the wrong record. You're sending you're sending them a wrong record. Oh, you're not saying. I mean, this is. Yeah. So the reason I was I was hard not to argue. I I like this record a lot. See, I think it had like hot take. I like this one. (laughs) This is also my hot take. A lot of people. A lot of people like this. Hot take. (laughs) That's not a hot take. That's like the softest take. Hot take. This this one's (laughs) fuck. This one's an icy cold take. Starts off with the fucking epic five years, gets more rocking the glam thing. I don't know. It, it goes places, and I think uh, I, it, it's got I, the theatrics. He's doing the whole character thing, like right, right. Like I see, I see. This is like maybe the most important and iconic Bowie. But this, the the songs on this album for me personally, I know this is not the truth, but. <laughs> as opposed to like Heroes, <laughs> which like I've heard a million times and I still Masi love that song. These songs have I most of them I could never hear again and be okay with for some reason I don't know I, I did have a similar fatigue situation this one in the blow on my rankings because maybe they just don't hit the same way well, where are they at on ha- yours I had it seven wow it didn't uh, hunky seven. dory that it didn't what, happen hunky, I got oh we agreed on that one right six was lodger and then I got hero and lows the, the next two my biggest difference I'm, for I am surprised that Enoch Marchant put uh, the album. Low by David Bowie higher than Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Well, uh, I think part. Well, one. See, here's the thing. I didn't separate Low and Heroes, and I'm wondering if that's cheating because I'm really just then I'm just taking those two A sides. Well, it doesn't matter because you're not working on a definitive list. That's, that's just what exactly. You're, I can do my like, ranking. Yeah. So really, with those, I'm I'm thinking about how much I love those two A sides and kind of just making one album out of those. Um, and 
The Ziggy one, I just when I re-listened to it, it just didn't hit me the same way. I don't know, but but Hunky Dory. Now I will say so, this: I have Hunky Dory one, and I have Hunky Dory one, and I have I also have Hunky Dory as two, and like I have Hunky Dory as a. We talk about how like how the 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 thin layers between each one, how close they all are. For me, it's not. I have Hunky Dory one, and it was easy. Like I have Hunky Dory as way huh. number one. Like I didn't have it as close as some people did. I really think Maybe. that. This one jumped up over Hunky Dory while I was listening to them. All t- I mean, they're both in my top five. Yeah, but no, way, at the no sa- way for me. At the same time, like I, like Hunky Dory in my head was my favorite for sure. For me, also we talk about single songs like Sound and Vision. Um, like Hell that, like that one tune by itself. Like I'm like how I can't if I like I love that song so much. I just don't know how much lower I like. But uh, uh, w- one thing I was going to mention earlier, and the reason I was like, let's go move on to the countdown, is that I think that basically the way that it worked out is he did this album, Transformer Raw Power, basically, was the run that he was on. Like, pretty much straight through. Hunky Dory, this album, Transformer Hunky, yeah, Raw yeah, Power. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I th- in my head, like, yeah, I guess Hunky Dory's in there with it. But I think of like those three as like really like the three that are like, together yeah. in the if you were to like put trilogies on all of his shit and i think that that makes this record i don't know it's just so fucking good I, yeah, very very and, very, and i think the back to the hunky dory thing not these songs are just worn out that's not that, that's not the album's fault huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a fair point um that's why we're not the, the hunky dory you know? thing it's it almost comes across like like again it's not a, the exact same but like Maybe this will make sense. It's almost like the White Album or something. Like it's just a collection of like just these borderline goofy songs. Not goofy, but like they're just these like catchy songs, and they're great. They're masterfully written catchy songs, but they're as a cohesive piece of I don't know art from this dude who's doing this. I don't know. I don't know how to describe. Like it. I, I, I do like I like Starman. Yeah. I think I think that's the only one, which is a, a like sequel five, to five his years. only hit song. At the time, at the time, I mean, what was that Star Boy? Starman. Oh, did I, did I mention this earlier when I was saying his first trip to the U.S.? I think I might have got sidetracked, or might have said this already. When he made his first trip to the U.S., he went to the Roswell site and like told his friends, like, "Hey, I went there. Like, I met people who like have met the aliens." Like, that's not like a bit <laughs> before before he was it's famous. Bit, he he was like. It's well. I mean, I'm saying like, I think that it could come off as like, you know, he's all these like things. He, he's like doing like, yeah, he's like in character and stuff like that. Like they were like, no, he was like actually like really into aliens and like all that shit. Like when he was just like Davy Jones, like, that was like his fucking shit. Yeah. So like they were talking about uh like how his first time in the U.S. when he was doing all that shit, he went to the like the all the stupid he's, sites. I'm getting a hot dog. I'm getting a Coney dog, and I'm going to Roswell. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, it's way further away than I thought. <laughs> Whoa, um, boy. <laughs> See in England, everything's really close. I just take a uh, a train. <laughs> well, Nathan, you got you got a drum roll. Going the glam. You know, I mean, I assume y'all know what it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're talking a hot little number from 1976. Station to station.
of a record. Does everything you want. Every song sounds different, but works together well. Uh, you got a hit. You got Krautrock. You got It's Weird. You got a ballad. It's actually only six songs long, which is kind of crazy in and of itself, but that kind of makes it even more like significant in a way that I was able to encapsulate all that. Uh, don't get much better than this, folks. Station to station. There you have it. Number one. This Number is kind of crazy. Number honestly. one. That Definitely is kind of. I told you it was going to be kind of hot. Also, that the, that was a dark period for David Bose, right? Uh yeah. Uh, survived for a little while off of only uh, cocaine and milk, milk and peppers. I mean, guys, I milk don't know. Milk and peppers yeah. and, and cocaine. And cocaine. Know, what? If you were paying attention to the theme song of our episode, <laughs> it said. <laughs> Went did too much cocaine. Then White Duke went insane, so he had to move to Berlin. <laughs> I got that, but you, and, and your, your flow was kind of like said. Bone Thug. Is and was not really only are the like songs <laughs> how I described them, uh, you got the, him doing the, the character. You got every, like, the theatrics. You got him being a, a cuckoo bird. Uh, he says he doesn't even remember the, making this record. That's really? how that's how like that. bananas that is. I remember I was reading uh, about Bowie, and they mentioned his poor health, and they were like, at the time, he subsisted off of milk, cocaine, and and he said, and it had a French name of something, and I was like, oh, the, those must be like a kind of like dumpling or like a, it's a pancake, and I looked it up, and it was just a brand of cigarettes. I was like, okay, so he's still not eating anything. Well, you know what? It was recorded in two months. It looks like so. It, it's crazy to say, oh, he doesn't remember recording Station to Station, but if you say. This That's what drug he addict that was like had an had a crazy life doesn't remember September and November of 1975 and it's like 2003. You're like, no, that makes more sense. The um the album art is so good on this album, don't you think? Everything about this record yes. that's that's part of it. The album art is that part of it? Okay, I think. Yeah. How was there any one album? I'm curious. No matter where it was in the ranking, that maybe let's say it was tied with the album beneath or below above it. And due to the cover alone, it it either gained or lost a spot. Good question. Like, I'm looking at looking at you here, Earthling. Uh. <laughs> Actually, reality is the worst one. Reality is reality like, is the worst one against the law. He's, he's, he's had some of the best album covers and some really bad. More bad. There's though. times you look at reality and you're like, this like, is a bit. Like he is doing like, let's see how far. But we But when can his get. album covers are good, they're. Really I think good. I don't think that it it, it affected. It it didn't change an entire number on on the ranking, but it solidified. With this one in particular, low, I was like, yeah, on top of it already being like this crazy, brilliant art rock record, it has a rad cover too. Low is important. Like it it, it solidified some things, but it didn't right. necessarily like shift a whole unit. This is a. Uh... He started. This is the first album where he started moving in that direction too, right? Yeah, definitely some crowd rock stuff. Definitely, and it's got like this sort this of. This is seventy six. So this is right after Young Americans, um, and right before Berlin. Yeah, right before Station to Station. So it's like right. Well, he moved to L.A. to pursue acting, and then got out of his mind on Blow, and hated it there, and tried to kick that, and moved to Europe. I might say with the, the thinnest of white Iggy Pop. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the worst partner ever to try to kick drugs with. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the, um, yeah, and while whilst in LA recorded uh his best record. I I actually had this number 2. Um 
but again, I had Hunky Dory way number one. Um, looking at my list, it, I also one one thing I probably made a mistake not a mistake of, but what makes it so much less definitive is that I listened to them chronologically, and then I didn't really go back too much. So it tends to be of the core, like the yeah. the core era, whatever is the most recent was ranking higher and higher because it was fresh. I did in my a mind. lot of jumping around. And so I wonder if that I did have Aladdin Sane higher than all of y'all by like a million. That's probably my biggest difference. Don't like that record. Blues yeah. rock. Yeah, that was good. That was real good. But yeah, uh, um, you're uh what's the, the See I'm surprised you like Aladdin Sane I put kind of in the same category as Ziggy's Garbage. Similarly to me. Um I also have Diamond Dogs higher, I think, than most of y'all, particularly because well, I love the song Rock and Roll. I will say Aladdin Sane is in my top ten for sure. Like when I say I'm just most said I don't like it. <laughs> The show said I don't like it. I know, but uh, you know what I mean. I like, had Station like, to Station uh, at number four. I'm going to listen to uh, Hunky Door on the way home tonight. Well, I'm let's like, go ahead and get I'm, it down like, to it. About, uh, like, what the fans want to hear. What, are we, what am I going to do next? What's the ranking? Let's go ahead and wrap this <laughs> up. Uh, guys, I think we got more important right, things so, to talk about. So, Matt, Fo, thank you for the definitive uh, efforts there. May I ask? Um, <sighs> yeah, any follow-up okay. questions? I have some follow-ups. So I had um, I, I kept track of the best of the decades for me. I was just curious. I had Hunky as the best of the 60s and 70s, Scary Monsters of the 80s. Hours of the night. What was your biggest surprise for you? I guess Scary Monsters was your biggest. Scary Monsters. Surprise um, discovery. Surprise, I guess you could call it. uh, Reality was a big one. But uh, that was mostly because it was new altogether. Like, I was not only was I surprised that this modern worst cover I've ever seen had some jams on it, but I still, I'll put those on in my car. A couple of them, but just because they're so new and I'm not like worn out on them like I am some of these. Yeah, I mean, I have reality above that pen. Covers yeah. so like, if you had told me I had a time, I would have like... cracked up just thinking. So that, that one, <laughs> it's like, yeah, if somebody was like, here's what I got, man. Like, honestly, uh, the next, what do you think about this album cover? Huh? Who did he, like, who's on the email list? It's like, hey, let me know what you think. Guys, came up with a new out, a couple ideas for the cover. What do you think? And That's they're like, perfect. oof. The, you know, in that, I will say, in that documentary Anime's about the last five years when he's talking about like, a much better album cover the next day. Um, he's basically the way that he did that is he essentially gave the artist like free. He he picked out an artist that he really liked and said, "Make an album cover for this record." Pokemon with with like a little bit of stuff. So I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> I'm wondering if for that album he did the same thing and they came back with that and he was like he was like okay no this is an artist I like this is going to be a good album cover. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I don't know. This motherfucker's talking Dragon Ball Z. he's like, it's so hard. Z and got hooked. Hey, like, hey, what? yeah. What if they? What if that's what it was? It was a mix-up. Like, hey, where's that uh, file I was supposed to make for Goku? And they're like, oh shit, dog. I think I sent that to Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> dog, I think I mixed it up. What if? It, what if he was like really into Dragon Ball Z around the same time or something? Dude, uh, let, I mean, Less Dance was a big surprise. How how much I just uh, thought it was a solid record rather than just that one song. That's probably the biggest gap I think for things as far as I had it. Um, I, I that was the one that dropped for me. Just like I said, just discovering and then opposite of like yeah, whatever the opposite of that would be like finding out that some of these ones that I thought were iconic are like not that good. <laughs> well, what song do we want to end this with, Matt? Once we uh, wrap this all up, uh, what's the one song that kind of encapsulates the whole thing i guess it should be something off of station station or even the or even just the title track is very very good i don't know if that encapsulates the whole thing but it's also like, like 11 minutes, 10 minutes long. to listen <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> it's a bit of a jammer 
Sorry, it's been a short episode, so I have plenty of time to listen to the end of the song. If, if we listen to all the voicemails? <laughs> right. Nobody's going to listen to Matt, this. this episode's gone on too long. We'll have to go next week. We'll tell Nathan what he's going to rank. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be kidding. The only reason I've been sitting here is because of this. <laughs> what was that sound? <laughs> true terror. True disappointment. Well, you've sat through all this horse shit. Um, What's Nathan doing? Well, it's uh, a similar. We're going to stay in the same country. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Same country. Same country. Oh, no. Maybe even the same. Snoop Dogg. I would say the same era. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg would be so I would say the same era as far as uh, overall length of career. Uh, um, fifteen like, records. So not quite doing, as big of a task. Doing studio, we haven't actually defined what is the definitive list for this band. I think it's gonna be a little bit, well, fi- but we'll say fifteen different. around fifteen. Fifteen or so. Um, there might so be there might be some Buddha of suburbia zone in there situations. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've probably been nominated for a couple of BAFTAs. I bet. Um. The band, Nathan. Hit it. Pink Floyd. Oh. That's a fun one. That'll be fun. You know, I'll say straight up to start off, I don't like the Sid Barrett stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, good thing we're not asking you what you think. It'd be more of a definitive Uh, situation. I know. I'm not saying that at all. part Uh, of... I I didn't know that, but that's part of... Also, a good thing that you... Yeah, part of the the decision was just uh, there's a few different eras of this band, uh, and it's thing. also like, has anyone ever like, have you slash me or anyone ever sat down and been like, those three or four main ones, what is actually the best one? And then I also thought it would be funny to think about you listening to uh, Pink Floyd records from 1994, like Final Cut. This is a good one. How about yeah? This is a good one. Those Par- Parker's listening right now, being like, "Fuck that lucky bastard." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, already has the big list. thing is there's, there's that, that <laughs> they do journal. have that is good that we haven't had much of that we, I liked about it. Matt, I think it was it was actually his idea originally, which I thought was trying to be a good one. There's lineup changes. There's eras. There's more than one defining record. I think there's 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 a couple of records I think a lot of people would say is the record, similar with David Bowie. Which I think is very good. You don't want someone who's just got this one like standalone, like Snoop Dogg, or like, yes, actually, well, maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I, I like a lot of these. Uh, I've I've listened to Pink Floyd at times in my life under the proper circumstances. We'll, so we'll get into to that. Go back and <laughs> proper circumstances. We'll go back and uh, you know, Time for you to we'll start have to discuss a couple. Of, uh, we'll have to discuss a couple of the. Um, as far as what is and is not the definitive list, I don't know enough about this. Yeah, we should do. We should take acid when we do this. There might be at least one <laughs> compilation or two that maybe is considered definitive. I don't know. We'll have to get into that. But Pink Floyd's the band. Uh, we don't have a date on this. We'll have to work on it. And then maybe BDC will come back for that one too, and then we'll give you one at the end of that. Yes. Ooh. Oh shit! You'll be the first. Yeah. BDC is gonna be the. the... I'm gonna be the first guest that gets a. Well, yeah. me <laughs> it off. Well, didn't we? Didn't <laughs> we? Didn't <laughs> we? Oh, good God. Um. um <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna we'll have BDC come back and we'll give him his assignment on that episode whenever we get to it. If we don't change our mind and cancel this and just have BDC do the next one instead of Nathan, which is a possibility. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for sitting through all this. And you're going to sit through a little bit more if you feel like it, because there's, here's 10 minutes of the title track of Station to Station. Thanks, y'all. Peace.